Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name. Y'all know this is, hallelujah, this is Pentecost Sunday. Y'all know what happened in the book of Acts on Pentecost Sunday. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know what y'all feel right now, but it's thick up here. It's hard to explain. I, I feel a tremble from my feet up. It's like my body is just vibrating. But I was sitting over when they were singing this song. And I was thinking, it's thick in here. And then the thought come, it's fixing to get thicker. Hallelujah. So prepare yourself. Or brace yourself. Hallelujah. I want to thank Sister Julie. She's been coming and praying for the ministry. And God speaks to her. And, and he spoke a word to her here a few days ago. And they're all, you hit your spirit, but this one really hit my spirit. And I've, uh, it's about, it's in Ezekiel. Ezekiel 37. This is where this is where Ezekiel spoke to the dry bones. And I saw when I was looking at this word about Ezekiel speaking to the dry bones that this is a revival word. Because the dry bones were alive at one time. And revival is when something has died or it's in the process and it comes back to life. So Ezekiel 37, and he showed me, I've got three different scenarios to talk about. Revival has a sound. Revival has a sound. And that sound will bring the dead back to life. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, in this scripture where Ezekiel spoke to the dry bones, he did not assume anything. I'll show you. Let's look at Ezekiel 37, verse 3. We'll start in verse 1. 
It says, And the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there, was, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And God said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And Ezekiel answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. He didn't say, oh yeah, God, I know that they can. Or I don't know. He just said, only you, God, know. He didn't assume anything. Assumption is a dangerous place to walk, to live in. It's a dangerous place to live in. In verse 4, it says, Again, he said unto me, Prophesy unto these bones, and say unto them, O you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. He told him what to say. He told Ezekiel what to say. Then verse 5, Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. I will lay sinew upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. Verse 7, Ezekiel said, So I prophesied as I was commanded. Did you hear that? I prophesied. I spoke to these dry bones what God told me to speak to them. Not what I thought they needed to hear. What God told me they needed to hear. That's important. He spoke what God said. He said, and as I prophesied, there was a noise. There was a sound. And behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. So he prophesied what he was commanded to speak. And there was a noise, there was a sound that took place. When you look up the word sound, we think that it's the sound was the bones rattling, and I know they were because they were moving. You think about it. The bones were in the dry desert, and they're shifting around, coming together. There was a sound. But this sound, when you look it up, means voice. means voice. The voice of God spoke through Ezekiel to the dry bones. That was the sound. That was the sound that began to shake the dry bones. That was the sound that made the dry bones come back together. That was the sound. Hmm. See, life has a sound. Revival has a sound. In verse 8, it says, And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them ab above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind, which is the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say unto the wind, Thus saith the Lord, Come, 
from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as I was commanded. He spoke what God told him to. God told him, said, these dry bones are going to live and they're going to have breath. He spoke to him one time and the bones all come together. They became, they looked like a person, but there was no breath in them, no life in them. He had to prophesy a second time. Sometimes we have to speak to the dead things more than once. Just saying. Sometimes we get a word from God and we speak that word one time and expect, expect everything to line up. Ezekiel, prophet in the Bible, had to prophesy twice. I'm just saying. He had to prophesy twice to the dry bones to accomplish what God spoke. And I'm going to tell you this one more time. And I may probably tell it to you off and on throughout the year. Because this is it's what God told me. If what we see is not what God said, God is not through. What God said to Ezekiel that these bones would be alive and have breath in them was not what he saw the first time he spoke. They became a human again as far as body and bones and flesh was concerned, but there was no life in them. So what God said had not fully come to pass. So he had to speak a second time. And the second time, everything lined up with what God said. So the sound, the sound is the voice of God. Let's go to 1 Kings. Chapter 18. This is the story of Elijah. In 2 Kings 18, verse 41. It says, And Elijah said unto Ahab, the king, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. In other words, he told Ahab there was a drought in the land. He told Ahab to get up and celebrate. There was still a drought. But he told the king to get up and celebrate. And what did he base all of that on? Because it then says, And so Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. And said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. And when he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. Then he said, Go again seven times. And it came to pass on the seventh time that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea, like a man's hand. And he said, Go up, say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot and get thee down for the rain, that the rain stop thee not. What was, what was the sound 
when he told Ahab, there is a sound of abundance. I can find, I can show you the sound. Go to the first verse in chapter 18. It says, and it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Did you hear that part? The word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year saying, go show thyself unto Ahab and I will send rain upon the earth. The sound was the voice of God. The sound that brought the rain was the voice of God. The sound that brought the rain was the voice of God. There was no cloud in the sky when Elijah told Ahab to celebrate because the rain's coming. There was no cloud. There was no evidence. There was nothing to look at. He was strictly going by what God said. And here again we look. It says he prayed. How many times? What he was looking at was not what God said, so he kept praying. God said it was going to rain. There was not a cloud. He kept praying. Seen his servant back. Seen him one time, says there's nothing. Seen him back a second time, there's nothing. Seen him back a third time, there's nothing. Seen him back a fourth time, there's nothing. Seen him back the fifth time, there's nothing. Seen him back the sixth time, there's nothing. Seen him back the seventh time, oh, I see a cloud the size of a man's hand. A cloud the size of a man's hand in the natural eye is not enough to even be concerned with. But when Elijah saw it and heard it, he said, you better get going. You better get off this mountain because the rain is coming. He stood on the word. He stood on the word. See, one time was not enough. He had to speak it multiple times. He, spoke, he actually spoke it seven, prayed seven times. Hmm. Let's look at John 12. He prayed until he saw it. That's what Pastor Dennis said. And that's what we have to do. We pray till we see it manifest into the natural realm. Because when God gives us a word, what he's actually doing is he's showing us what's in heaven that he wants to manifest on the earth. And we speak it and we declare it because we are ambassadors of heaven. And it's our job. It's our job to manifest heaven on earth. That's what an ambassador does. They represent the place where they're from. We are no longer from the earth when you get saved. You change locations. Your home is heaven, but you're an ambassador down here. 
And we are to bring heaven to earth. And the way we do that is speaking what God says. When he says, how he says, exactly like he says. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hmm. John chapter 12, 49 and 50. Now, this is Jesus speaking. You know, the Son of God says, For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me, he gave me a commandment. What I should say and what I should speak. Jesus himself said that God commanded him. He commanded him to speak what he said. He didn't say, well, you're Jesus, you're my son. I'll just turn you loose, go ahead. No, even Jesus got a command from God to speak what God said. Only what God said. It says in verse 50, and I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Whosoever, or whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. See, the words of God, when God speaks, they speak life. They speak life. Revival is life. Change, when God brings it, is life. Now, the enemy brings change, too, if you allow him to. But when God gets involved, he brings life. So when Jesus spoke, life went forth. And we have that same ability. We have the Holy Ghost in us. We have the same ability to speak. When we speak what God says, life goes forth. Let that get into your spirit right there. That's why we get in prayer and we hear a word from God. It's because that's the word that will bring life. And when we release that word into the atmosphere, life is attached to it. Life comes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's look at Luke chapter 7. Because the Bible tells us Jesus didn't do anything that his father didn't tell him to do. Minister Rhonda was hitting on it, taking up the offering. We can put our hand to stuff and think we know what needs to be done and wonder why it doesn't work. Did God say it? If God didn't say it, he told me one time, he says, if I didn't say it, I don't have to author it. In other words, if I didn't say it, I don't have to do and have anything to do with it. I don't care how good it sounds. I don't care if you quoted half the Bible at your situation. If I didn't tell you to do that, I'm not behind it. 
Now that's that's something we got to get a hold of right there. You can quote half the Bible at a problem, pick out every scripture in here that deals with that problem and quote them day after day after day. But if God didn't tell you to do that, it doesn't bring life to the situation. That is you and us getting involved in it, trying to fix it. But God, when he speaks, most of the time he doesn't speak. When he speaks to me over a situation, it's not a long, drawn-out, two, three, four scriptures long. Most of the time it's a little short word. Something I can deal with. Or something that in my natural mind don't look like it's enough. In our natural mind it doesn't look like it's enough. But when it's a word from God and it's got all of heaven backing it up, it's more than enough. Hallelujah. Let's look at Luke 7, 11 through 17. It says, And it came to pass on the day after that he went into a city called Nain, and many of the disciples went with him, and much people. And when he came nigh to the gate, this is talking about Jesus, gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and much people of the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and he said unto her, Weep not. And he came and touched the bearer, and they that bare him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say unto thee, Arise. And what happened? <laughs> and he that was dead sat up and began to speak. See, Jesus just said, I speak. The scripture before said, I speak the commandments that God tells me to. And that was real simple. Young man, get up. Young man, arise. And he had no choice. Because it was the word of life from heaven. <laughs> See, Jesus, Jesus just walking along and messed up a funeral. I mean, that, that's what he did. <laughs> In verse 16, and the people, and there came a fear on all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has risen up among us. And that God hath visited his people. And this rumor of him went forth throughout all Judea and throughout all the regions round about. A great prophet has risen up. Jesus didn't do anything until he received the Holy Spirit. Think of that. He did not do a single miracle until he was baptized and the Holy Spirit came on him. We have that same Holy Spirit. That same one. So we can prophesy to dry places. We can prophesy to dead situations. We can prophesy to our dried up dead checkbook. If your checkbook's in the red, you can prophesy to it. Ask God to give you a word. You don't pick one out. 
He'll give you a word to speak over that checkbook. And you'll see red turn to green. I don't know who that's for, but it's for somebody. Shakata Mane. God is saying to, for us to rise up and speak to the dry bones. To rise up and speak to the dry bones. Maybe you got some children that are dried up. God's saying rise up and speak to them. We pray, we get a word, and that's what we speak over them. Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossford, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossit.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.